Sewer Ninjas is dedicated to solving your home sewer issues with the latest no-dig sewer repair technology to minimize cost and disruption. They can repair your sewer lateral line with minimal intrusion, saving you thousands. When you need help, turn to the drain and sewer experts for Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. Give Sewer Ninjas a call, 414-250-8605. Once again, that's 414-250-8605. Find out more at SewerNinjas.com. In Green Bay, history repeats itself once again. College basketball amps up as we move into February, and the Bucks continue to roll as they make their way towards the All-Star break. All that and more coming up on this episode of the 414 Sports Podcast, presented by Sewer Ninjas. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in. This is the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for logging in and joining us, whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. As I alluded to in the intro, we'll talk about history repeating itself up there at 1265 Lombardi Avenue in just a moment. We'll get to some college basketball as we head into February. That starts to amp up, making our way towards March Madness and the Bucks, Nice win last night, a late tip against the Los Angeles Clippers. They're on a roll heading towards All-Star Weekend in the NBA, and we'll get to all of that as I noted a little bit later. But let's start with what's happening in Green Bay. Here we go again. Take out Brett Favre, insert Aaron Rodgers, and the saga at the quarterback position continues with this current version of a future Hall of Famer. And so the scenario lies in a couple of situations in that will Aaron Rodgers play? He has the ability to retire, which he's thrown out there on numerous occasions. So if he doesn't retire and decides to play, what do the Packers do? Do you bring him back for one more season and try to make a run now that the receiving core has got a little bit more experience? that you can go ahead and draft some elements of the offensive line and things of that nature to plug some holes and see if you can't make a push? Or do you move on? And do you let Aaron Rodgers go? Do you trade him? And do you let Jordan Love finally take over this football team to see what you have because Jordan Love is coming towards the end of his rookie contract and you have to figure out whether or not you want to pick up that option. Do you want to re-sign? If you're re-signing, you're going to sign Jordan Love for exponentially more than what he's making right now on that rookie deal. A lot of questions, again, for Brian Gutekinds. Now, if he does get traded, he being Aaron Rodgers, it appears as if the New York Jets are the front runner. Hence, history repeating itself. Brett Favre, New York. Aaron Rodgers, New York. You know where I'm going with this. The New York Jets... This 
past week or so went out and got Nathaniel Hackett now to be their offensive coordinator. Now, Nathaniel Hackett was the bait used last year by Denver in trying to lure Aaron Rodgers to the Mile High City. And we saw that Nathaniel Hackett wasn't ready to be a head coach as he got fired three quarters of the way through the season and now being picked up by the Jets. The Jets can throw all of the PR they want as to why they grab Nathaniel Hackett, how philosophically he meshes with the head coach in the organization and what they can do to develop their catastrophe of a quarterback and all of the elements that they throw there. But it boils down to the fact that they got Nathaniel Hackett as bait trying again to lure Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has consistently on the Pat McAfee show talked about how he and Nathaniel Hackett got along. They were best friends. All life was wonderful. He loved the family and the kids and the whole nine yards. And so with all of that said, Tom, Tom, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network Insiders reporting that general manager Joe Douglas is talking to people and basically saying, yeah, we're all in in trying to get Aaron Rodgers to come to the New York Jets. So if Aaron decides to play another year, I I would put money, if I had any, on the fact that he would be playing in the Big Apple next season and not necessarily here for us in Green Bay. And then, of course, overnight we get the reporting that the Las Vegas Raiders are in play. Now, the Raiders could be in play. They've got, again, the the capital to make a trade in order to bring Aaron Rodgers out to Sin City. Of course, Devontae Adams is there. We know about how well that collaboration worked in Green Bay. It was one of the best duos in all of the NFL. So suddenly, Devontae Adams on his Twitter account posts how he would love to have Aaron Rodgers, and suddenly the national media explodes, and now all of a sudden the Las Vegas Raiders come into play. But there is some truth to it in that they do have the capital, again, to try and make a trade to get Aaron Rodgers to Las Vegas. Now, we know the Packers are not going to trade Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. There's no way that if the Packers were able to get back to the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers, the thought of having to face him outside of maybe a potential Super Bowl berth is not something that Brian Gutekinds wants to deal with. So he's definitely going to be traded to an AFC team, which is why yesterday's news um, regarding the San Francisco 49ers, would Aaron Rodgers be available to the San Francisco 49ers as they've gone through their whole presser, their end-of-the-year wrap-up, talking about they've got two quarterbacks, they're good. That's a whole nother mess we're going to get to next week as we head towards the Super Bowl because to think that you had um, a first-round pick and Mr. Irrelevant as your quarterbacks and both now injured and pretty significantly, and that's who you're going to rely on with a team whose window is beginning to close, a very talented team out there in San Francisco, whose window is starting to shut a little bit, that's worth almost an entire podcast in and of itself. So Aaron Rodgers going to the 49ers is a no-duh 
type situation, and yet it got a lot of pub yesterday throughout the national media. So keep your eyes again on the New York Jets. The Vegas situation is there. I don't think it's got enough teeth to it in order to really play out and be one of those uh, storylines that will get any more traction other than Devontae Adams uh, tweeting things out. But the Jets are serious contenders for the rights to Aaron Rodgers. So the soap opera continues up there at 1265 Lombardi Avenue. And instead of us getting ready to talk more about the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs, we're spending our time watching the soap opera once again. Let's take a break. On the other side of the break, let's talk some college basketball. Marquette, unbelievable. UWM, what a turnaround. Wisconsin, all right, we'll get to it in just a second. into February and as I was saying before things start to amp up and we really start making that final push towards March Madness except for maybe the Wisconsin Badgers. The Wisconsin Badgers have made life extremely difficult on themselves this season. They get a win yesterday against Ohio State. Now normally that would be cause for celebration especially for a team that has struggled here in the last seven, eight games. But this was a team, again, that gets their first quad one win victory of the season. And Ohio State, considered right now a quad one win, is questionable at best. Ohio State this season is in the midst of a transition and better aptly described as a train wreck. And so to come away with a 65-60 victory is nice, but it's a team that had a double-digit lead for virtually the entire game. But then what happens again is Wisconsin goes the final 7-18, shooting 29.2%. They went seven-plus minutes again without scoring. The offensive woes for this Marquette team are beyond belief. They lack depth. There is no depth on this team. They can't go inside when they need to. They can't rely on the perimeter game when they need to. There is talent on this team, don't get me wrong, but the talent that they have has gone away at times, and it shows when you go seven-plus minutes down the stretch and can't score. This team is just in disarray right now. And if they're going to make it into the tournament, heaven help us all. Because when you watch, you watch even the local teams like Marquette and UWM, their athleticism almost supersedes anything right now the Badgers have on the floor. No one, at least that I know, would ever question Greg Gard's ability to coach. He can coach one of the best X and O guys that there are. 
No one, I think, can question his leadership. We've seen Greg Gard on the hot seat more than maybe any other coach in college basketball for a variety of different reasons, and yet he's still able to lead his team. The guys on that team respect and follow him, and he keeps that program in contention year in and year out. Where I think the question mark comes, especially this offseason and what Luke Fickle is doing now on the football side of things, becomes the recruiting element. So going into this offseason, whatever happens in the month of February, however things play out, it's going to be a matter of recruiting when we talk about the Wisconsin Badgers and what that means for them moving forward. Let's jump here locally. Let's get into UWM who gets a nice win yesterday, one of those uh, school day games that they played on the road against IUPUI. They get a 72-69 win. That comes off of a Saturday win on the road against Northern Kentucky, in which they came back from 23 down in the first half. They looked awful in the first 20 minutes. They rallied the wagons and got the 75-74 victory on the road. The third, it's either the third or fourth largest comeback in UWM history, and it helped get them back into a tie for first place in the Horizon League. And now we've got a three-game homestand in which, quite frankly, the general public and the student base over at UWM needs to get out and support this team. They're at home Monday, Thursday, and Saturday of the upcoming weeks, 6, 9, and 11, They'll take on Green Bay, Detroit Mercy, and Oakland in that order. And so I've said it before on our radio show on 97.3 The Game, Saturday mornings, 8 to 10, the Journey House College Sports Show, shameless plug, that many people have been waiting for UWM to be good again. They're waiting for UWM to get some more wins in the win column, and then we'll come out and support them. Well, now you got a team that's in first place. Bart Lundy has that team in first place. They've gotten some big road victories now in the last two outings, and now they get an opportunity to come home and play in the first home game of that three-game stand, your arch rival in the horizon up the road in Green Bay at UW Green Bay, who just got done firing their coach, so they're in a bit of disarray. But it's an opportunity again to support a team that's in first place in the horizon that, quite frankly, deserves a little bit more attention. They're starting to get it from the local media. With all of that, um, they, they they need the support. They're playing great basketball, and I think the energy level, if it were to increase um, within Panther Arena by the fan base, I, I think that could be an exciting brand of basketball to check out here again the month of February as we make our way towards tournament play. Another team playing unbelievably well. And that's the Marquette Golden Eagles, 18-5, and 10-2 in, in the conference, tied for first place in the Big East. Tied for first place in the Big East, he says again, with a nice win against Villanova. Seven straight stops against Villanova. They were struggling a little bit, came off of a little bit of a break, trying to find that rhythm. They found their rhythm, got back into it, got seven straight stops. They come away with the victory this team has done it on both ends of the floor i've said it before 
that when this team is playing defense and they're playing it at a high level, it's almost like watching basketball ballet, for lack of a better way of describing it, the way they switch, the way they communicate, the way they're moving their feet and rotating and coming off of ball screens, everything else. It's something fun to watch. And this team has the ability to both shoot from the perimeter and get down low in the post. All of the elements that we wish we were seeing from the Wisconsin Badgers, we're seeing from the Marquette Golden Eagles as they'll take on Butler here tomorrow, 1 o'clock, down at the Pfizer Forum. So, again, Marquette Golden Eagles sitting in first place. UWM tied for first place. The Badgers need some help. The Badgers really got to turn some things around here in the month of February. When you watch the athleticism of UWM and Marquette, it's not there. And I know some people will argue the style of play in the Big Ten is much different than what you see in the Big East and the Horizon, and I absolutely get it. But within that style of play, there's a certain level of athleticism that needs to take place as well that we're not seeing there in Madison. So in the offseason, it's going to be about recruiting. It's going to be about plugging some holes with the transfer portal. It's going to be about creating a little bit more competition for those members of the Wisconsin Badger basketball team in hopes of being more apt to compete once you turn the calendar year. This Badger team, if we remember, was a ranked team going into the end of 2022, and once we flipped the calendar, has hit that skid again, and I get it, they've had injuries, and the record with that team being healthy as opposed to missing a player or two or three is significant but again it goes to depth and to be able to plug those holes when injuries happen because they do through for any team throughout any season that's where the Badgers seemingly um, need a little bit more focus and they'll be at home taking on Northwestern this weekend as well. All right, before we wrap things up on this edition of the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas, we got to talk about the Bucks, who are playing some really great ball as they head into the All-Star break. And we'll talk about it in just a moment. Sewer Ninjas is dedicated to solving your home sewer issues with the latest no-dig sewer repair technology to minimize cost and disruption. They can repair your sewer lateral line with minimal intrusion, saving you thousands. When you need help, turn to the drain and sewer experts for Milwaukee and the surrounding communities. Give Sewer Ninjas a call, 414-250-8605. Once again, that's 414-250-8605. Find out more at SewerNinjas.com. All right, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks as we wrap things up here on this episode of the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Sewer Ninjas. The Bucks with a win last night, a late-night victory why the NBA decided that it was okay to tip off here locally at 9.15 Central is beyond belief. I would love to hear the reasoning by the office within the NBA as to why a 9.15 tip here locally was the right move, but nonetheless, the Bucks were able to survive, get a come-from-behind victory against the Clippers. Now, the Bucks have won six in a row. The last time they've dropped a... NBA contest was back on the 21st of January. They lost to Cleveland 114 to 102, but since then they've taken down the Pistons, the Nuggets, Pacers, Pelicans, Hornets, and now the Clippers. So again, playing extremely well 
as they get ready to head towards All-Star break and get a little rest. And that also will take us to the NBA trade deadline as, again, the Bucks are are on the market for a little bit of help from the perimeter. Um, Jay Crowder becomes the name constantly being bantered about. If it is Crowder who gets out of Phoenix finally, who hasn't played because he's disgruntled with the organization down there in the middle of the desert, finally makes his way up to the Bucks. You know, you could see people like Marjan Bochamp or Grayson Allen or George Hill, Javon Carter, uh, Serge Ibaka, Wesley Matthews, Jordan Nawara. All of those could find themselves on the trading block in a deal that would bring Crowder to the Bucks. And so as the trading deadline begins to close in on us within this uh, 2023 now season, it's something to keep an eye on because the Bucks have made moves in the past and don't have a problem making moves if they feel like it will give them a chance to once again play for an NBA championship. But you have to start in Milwaukee always, at least now, with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Here's what Giannis has done in the midst of this winning streak. He's gone 54-18, and 18, 54 points, 18 rebounds, 34 points, 18 rebounds, 50 points, 13 rebounds, 41 points, 12 rebounds, 33 points, 14 rebounds, five games, putting up a double-double. Build the statue now. Just build it. Don't wait. Don't wait for Giannis to be at the tail end of his career. Go ahead, unveil it now. Put that sucker right in front of Pfizer for him. There is no need to wait. This guy has delivered for this organization and for this fan base like no other you could say LeBron but LeBron has bounced from a couple of different teams you could say Jordan Jordan for the vast majority of his career was obviously with the Chicago Bulls before closing up shop with Washington but right now there is no need to wait build the statue get it up in front of Fiserv so people can come and get their picture taken like they go down by the river and take it with the bronze fonts Get the statue going now. We're going to wrap up today's podcast with a little Giannis. You know, we used to have a thing called a moment with Giannis as he would do his dad jokes, but he had a great interview the other day again after he dropped 50 on where he would celebrate that mark and where he would go to eat. And so we'll play that clip here as we wrap things up. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for joining us as always to go hit the bell, the subscribe button, all those fun little gadgets that are there so that you know when we post another podcast. Stay warm. Have a great weekend. Watch some college basketball. Skip the Pro Bowl. We'll talk to you later. Scoring 50 is fun though, right? Yeah, it's definitely fun. I'm go, I go to... Uh... Look, uh, last time I went to um, I went to Chick Fil A, and I uh, got the nuggets. But now tomorrow I think I'm gonna go to uh, Culver's. You know, I'm uh, go get uh, fifty cheeseburgers, and uh, I'm gonna try to eat as many as I can. And uh, the rest, uh, I have my my son eat them, or I give them to my dog.
I'm sure they'll be waiting for that. I, I remember about a week ago. Um, you know why I'm going to Culver's? Because uh, Chick-fil-A did not give me no free meals. <laughs> I know Culver's will give me free meals. I trust Culver's. <laughs>